Well, hey, everybody. It is so great to have all of you back. We had a monumental time on Good Friday remembering the death of Jesus Christ. He paid it all. And then we came back on Easter Sunday and we celebrated the resurrection of Christ from the dead. He rose victorious. Amen. We ended our time together with a really important question last week, and that is, do you believe this? Have you put your trust in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ? And we walked away last Sunday with an invitation on the table. Now, uh, I, I actually, who doesn't love an invitation? You know, I always get excited when I get an invitation. It could be a, an invitation to a birthday party or somebody's wedding, or maybe it's an invitation to an experience you've never had, but you'd, you'd love to have. I'll never forget a few years ago, Angie and I had some friends, and uh, they said they had a, a couple of extra tickets for a Colorado's Rockies game at Coors Field, and they asked if we would want to take those tickets and go for free. And I was like, absolutely, <laughs> I'd love to do that. And, uh, you know, uh, spring is here, and of course, baseball starting up, and I know we have some people here who love baseball. Uh, you know, I, I like baseball. I absolutely hate watching baseball on TV. Now, some of you love watching baseball on TV, and, and I, I'd say it's probably more like you love falling asleep while you watch baseball on TV, you know? Like, it's just, uh, you know, I love baseball, but what really gets me excited is actually going to a game. Now, that's a whole nother experience. And when our friend said, hey, we got a couple of extra tickets, I was like, yeah, let's go. Angie and I drove all the way out to Coors Field and uh, take a look at this picture. Uh, the tickets placed us right behind the Rockies dugout there. I mean, it was so close to the field. Never been that close. Uh, never seen, baseball has never been that live for me before in my life. And uh, it was an incredible experience from the, the moment the first pitch went out there were all kinds of fly, you know, foul balls flying into the section, and you know, they'd fly into the stands above us and then bounce down, and you, know, you can't fall asleep. You get hit in the head with a baseball, and it happened to be $1 hot dog night, so I could actually afford a hot dog at a baseball game or three. You know, like, Man, it was an amazing experience, and, and as I sat there, I thought, if I could be here, I would watch every single baseball game because the whole game came to life. You know, last week we, we heard the invitation to come to Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection and the life. And that just means through faith in Jesus Christ, we get to come alive to a relationship with God. It's really real. So what are we waiting for? An invitation's on the table. If you're just joining us, we're in a series here at Hope on the book of Isaiah called The God You Can Trust. And... Uh, We've been going through this series. We've seen some of the amazing things that a relationship with God brings into our life. Uh, you know, just this semester even, we started back in chapter 40. We saw that, uh, that those who hope in the Lord renew their strength. So there is an encouragement that comes from the Lord. There's comfort that comes from the Lord. In chapter 41 through 44, you know, God says, fear not. I'm with you. So God sets us free from fear. And then in chapter 52 and 53... Uh, the good news of the gospel gets proclaimed, and there's this servant of the Lord. He's going to come. He's going to bear our sin. Uh, he'll give his life as an offering, and uh, by his stripes, we can be healed. That's what God does in Jesus. And so today, we now come to Isaiah chapter 55. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and open it up. We're in chapter 55 today. But now, after hearing all of all these amazing blessings, the question now becomes, okay, how do I get in on that? 
right? How do I, how do I experience the life that God has to offer me today? We've heard the good news proclaimed. We've seen the power of God in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So now the question is, all right, what do I need to do? What's the next step? How, you know, like, how do I experience this? And, and you guys know the Bible is really a book of invitations. From, from cover to cover, God invites, you know, sinners by his grace into a personal fellowship with him. And today we come to one of the greatest invitations in the entire Bible. It's one of the most beautiful gospel invitations. And it's right here in Isaiah 55. And God has put an invitation on the table today. And it's an invitation for you. And it's an invitation for me to come and to find life. But what is that invitation? Well, let's open it up. Isaiah 55, verses 1 through 3. I love this. This is so beautiful. And God says, beginning in verse 1, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what's not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. And you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. And so I want to show you three invitations of the gospel from Isaiah 50, 55. But before we dive in, let's open up with a word of prayer. So God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the power of the cross that not only reconciles us with God, but it brings us together in relationship with other believers in Christ. So we thank you for the invitation today. And I pray that you would be knocking on the door of our hearts, God. Let us hear your, your good news afresh through Isaiah 55. We just ask for your presence in this time and your power drawing us to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're looking at three invitations of the gospel from Isaiah 55. And the first invitation here is such a beautiful one. So simple. First invitation is just come. There really is nothing more to it here. There's nothing more we need to do. God invites us today to just come. Don't you love that? Where do we hear that? We, where do we see that? We may have heard it in our passage because... Five times here in these few verses, God says to us, come. Four times just in verse 1, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Come, God says, just come. Who does he invite? Come. What does it say? It says, come all. Come all. The invitation is to everyone today. No one is excluded. That is an invitation for you. And I emphasize that this morning because I've learned as a pastor that when I call people to come to Christ and I say, you know, God, come and receive God's love, receive a Full acceptance today through faith in Jesus Christ. So many times people say, oh, that's great, but not me. 
Not because of what I've done. And the answer today is no. The invitation of God has no limits. No matter your past, no matter your present, are you thirsty for more? Just come. Are you hurting today? Come to the refreshing waters. Come all and just come. There's nothing more to it. And now we begin to see some of these beautiful metaphors that describe God's invitation to every one of us. He says, come to the waters. And the waters, they speak of something we desperately need. You can't live long without water. Now you, you know, we can, you might be able to live a few days without food. Maybe even some weeks without food. Uh, might, might not feel very good. We certainly could do it. You know, if the situation is right, you might be able to go for quite a while without shelter. The conditions are right. Without water, days at best. Water is that important to our life. And when God says, come to the waters, you're thirsty. He's talking about those deepest needs in our heart. Our hopes, our dreams, longings. And he says, come. Come to the refreshing waters. He'll satisfy the longings of our heart. But grace is even greater than that. The end of verse 1, he says, come and buy wine. Wine, what does wine symbolize? Wine symbolizes joy. Drink wine at celebrations. Now, uh, Jesus, his very first sign at the wedding in Canaan, what does he do? He turns water into wine. Of course, the Bible says you don't want to be drunk on wine. Scripture warns against that. But Psalm 104 actually says wine gladdens the heart. So it's a picture here of God not just satisfying our longings, but giving us an abundance of joy. There's a, a delight, a celebration we're invited into. The, the, come to the waters. Come and buy wine. Then he adds a third metaphor. Come and buy milk. Well, milk, I think, is something with nutritional value. And this might be a generational thing, but uh, I had a mom who every night at dinner required me and my brother to drink a glass of milk. Any other, anybody else grow up that way? Drinking a, milk, a glass of milk at dinner, absolutely. think it might be a generational thing. 1 Peter 2.2 tells us, crave pure spiritual milk. Right? We want to we get that nutritional word of God into our system. Because by it, we grow strong in the things of God. So I hope you're seeing it today. We got the water that satisfies. The wine that gladdens. And the milk that nourishes. So it's not just grace. But it's grace upon grace. And upon grace. It's almost like you get that card in the mail. And you open up the envelope. You pull out the card, and right here, you're starting to see some beautiful pictures of this life that God has invited in, us into. But you want to know where to find that life, you got to open up the card. But what does it say on the inside? We get the fifth and final invitation in verse 3 to come. All right, this is where we're, we're going. God says in verse 3, give ear and come to me. What does it mean? Come into the waters. By wine and milk. It's all leading to this moment where God says, come to me. And it doesn't get any more amazing than this to, today, does it? Come to me, God says. 
right? You, every one of us here today has been invited by God into a relationship with himself. It's a beautiful thing. From this relationship with God, all the blessings of God flow. Jesus issues the same invitation in John 8, 37. He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. We see it again. Come to me, God is saying, and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. See, God wants to meet you today in the deepest corners of your heart like a refreshing river, like a fountain of joy, of grace, heaping upon grace. That's what he did for me and that's what he's done for so many of us here today. There's no more powerful picture of coming to Jesus Christ than what Billy Graham used to do at the end of his crusades. And man, I wish I would have had that experience of being at a Billy Graham crusade. And he would, be, he would tell people, you know, God wants a relationship with you. And he would say, you can have that through Jesus Christ. And then he would say, but all you need to do today is come. And then he would say, I'm going to need everyone to get up out of their seats and to come forward and to receive Jesus Christ. And people by the hundreds and the thousands would come forward and acknowledge Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's what this picture is today. Would you come to Christ? All you need to do is just come. Come to the waters and buy without price. It's the first invitation of the gospel. Just come. Come all. An invitation for you today. The second invitation here is buy without price. Buy without price. I'll share an amazing story. I told you last week how my family and I uh, took a little adventure to Scranton, PA. We toured the Lackawanna coal mine. That was awesome. I didn't really tell you the reason we had to go all the way out there. I actually found some books on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right, family, we're going to drive two hours to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, because I got to buy some books. Facebook Marketplace. Gotta love that. We got out there. We met a woman at a gas station. And uh, I found a 14-volume commentary set. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. I'm like, this is going to be a nice, you know, addition. And uh, we got talking, you know. And, and I just said, hey, you know, did these books come from a, a pastor's library? And she said, yeah, my father-in-law was a pastor. And he passed away recently. I said, oh, that's amazing, you know. I'm a pastor. Our church, Hope Community Church in Willow Grove. And she's like, wow, you know, that would mean a lot to him to know that these books were going to another pastor. And um, I gave her the money, and she slipped me a 20 back. She's like, here, buy your family some, some lunch. I was like, thank you. And she said, I have some other books. I got a whole spreadsheet. Would you be interested? And I said, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, so a few days later, she emailed me the spreadsheet. And uh, she, she's very organized. She had all the books, you know, the title, the author, what box number she could find it in. She had 90-some boxes of books. And uh, I opened up the spreadsheet, and there's like 1,000 books out. And I emailed back. I'm like, this, you know, if you give me some time, there's a lot of books here to sort through. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll take a look. And there's definitely some things, you know that I want to buy, uh, you know, within my budget. And then she emailed me back, 
and uh, this, this just blew my mind. She said, if you see any titles you want, and these, she just says, they're yours for free. And then she says, I didn't list books I have for sale on Facebook. They're yours as well if you're interested. We would be thrilled knowing my father-in-law's interest lives on in your library and congregation as they use them to preach God's word. And when I read that, I was, I was overwhelmed. Um, I'm just so grateful. And I want you to hear in this moment right now that all the grace that God has for us in Jesus Christ comes without any cost at all. God gives it to you today as a free gift. There's, there's nothing you need to do to earn it. You don't, you don't need to pay penance for it. You don't have to work for it. Certainly we don't need to deserve it. God says, it's yours for free. So amazing, isn't it? it says in verse 1, Come, all you are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. There's, there's a little bit of a paradox in there. Do you notice the words, buy without price? How do you buy without cost? Something of value here needs to be bought, but if you don't have the money for it, if you can't afford it, how do you buy it? Somebody said, that's why credit cards exist. No, no. Still get a bill at the end of the month. God's saying here, don't worry. You don't have to pay the price. You know why? Jesus paid the price. The grace of God costs us nothing because Jesus paid everything. And first Peter tells us we've been redeemed today through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And all the blessings of a relationship with God, the wine of a new relationship, the deepest satisfactions of our heart, things we would assume would take a lot of effort or money, are absolutely free. It's not out of your price range today. It's in your price range. Come and buy. I buy without price. And we get to buy today because Jesus paid the price. That's the beauty of the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What an invitation this morning. Just come, number one. Second invitation of the gospel. Buy without price. He paid the price. It's yours for free. Third invitation. God invites us today, delight your soul. Delight your soul. I don't want you to miss this wonderful truth. Why did Jesus die on the cross for our sins? Why have we been brought into this relationship with God? I think it's so that we might actually come to God and find all of our joy and all of our happiness to Him. Right? God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in Him. And Psalm 37.4 exclaims, Delight yourself in the Lord. 
Are we finding our joy in God? Delight yourself. Psalm 1611 gives praise to God saying, in your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. What what an abundance God has for us. See, could it be that our highest joy in life might be found in delighting our heart in a relationship with God? Verse 2 continues. Listen, listen to me. And eat what is good. And you will what? Delight in the richest. Oh, I'm on the wrong verse. I'm sorry, guys. Verse 2, he asks a question. Thanks for tracking with me. Why spend money on what is not bread? Your labor on what doesn't satisfy. So I think we could all just circle that baby this morning. Underline it, highlight it, whatever. Because I think that's a question we need to ask our hearts. Why are we laboring? Why are we spending money on things that just don't satisfy? We all do that in different ways. Try to satisfy the deepest longings of our heart. Maybe, maybe, you know, spending money on certain... It could just be, for me, it's books. Looking to just satisfy those desires... uh, Going to Amazon or trying to fill the void in our hearts saying, oh, just a, just a better house would make me happy or a better marriage could make me happy or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or if I could accomplish this, if I could, if I could get this crate, if I could get this spot on the team, if I could, if I could get this promotion, then, oh, then I, I would be satisfied in life. And we look to all these things and we, we spend and we labor and yet none of these things truly satisfy our heart, do they? We always keep coming back for a little bit more. Think about someone like Tom Brady. Someone might consider Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time, the GOAT. Of course, we know that's John Elway of the Denver Broncos. Okay, But Tom Brady does have some accomplishments, I'll give you that. Ten Super Bowl appearances, five Super Bowl wins, more than any other quarterback. Uh, He lives in a $29 million mansion in Florida. That that could be pretty nice. He's married to a Victoria's Secret supermodel. Like, if there was any man who should be happy, say Tom Brady has a good shot at it, right? I mean, he's got all the world has to offer. But uh, it was interesting in an interview with 60 Minutes just a few years ago, he says this. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey man, this is what is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life. Me, I think, God. Isn't it amazing how we pursue happiness and so many things, and yet the longing remains? God, there must be more than this. I think Tom Brady's onto something, actually. You were made for something more than this. St. Augustine said, our, our hearts are restless. They find their rest in me. Made for something more than this world has to offer. And God is saying, I want to be your 
soul's delight, satisfaction of your heart. Verse 2, here we are. Listen, listen to me. Eat what is good. You'll delight in the richest affair. I like this underneath the English translation. Uh, the Hebrew actually uses the word nephesh or soul. And you'll hear that in many of the translations. So I'll show you how that shows up here. Uh, this is uh, from New King James. It says, listen carefully to me. Eat what is good and let your soul, let your soul delight yourself in abundance. What's the idea here? The idea of the soul's delight just means the full satisfaction of everything inside of us. That's the offer on the table today. The delight of our soul, the deepest part of our, our heart and our life. And what God has to offer, so much greater than what entertainment has to offer. It's so much greater than what a friendship has to offer. It's so much greater than the things of this world. God's saying, come to me, and I will fill up your life with the abundance of me. And that's why Jesus came. He came so we could buy without price. Come, delight your soul. Come, feast at the table of the gospel. It's yours for free. Just come. See Jesus extending the same invitation in Revelation 3.20. Here I am, Jesus said. Stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with that person and they with me. Jesus is calling out. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He's saying, there's an invitation for you. There's an invitation for me. What is the invitation? Three invitations of the gospel. Just come. Come to me, God says. For every one of us here. Number two, buy without price. We get to buy because Jesus paid the price. Number three, delight your soul. Pursue a relationship with God and find all your happiness and joy in God offers you today.